I know they're very expensive. Jo- I know Josh, mine was. Josh is looking at me going, don't encourage him. We can't have this on air of yeah. the death of Seamus. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, we can't have It would be like that. an exclusive though. Yeah, I guess. Exclusive. So I put in a call this morning, Mel, to a, a mutual friend who's agreed to come on the show last minute and pretty stoked about it. I wasn't expecting him to say no with two hours notice, but yeah. You weren't expecting him to say no or you were oh, expecting sorry. him to say no? Yeah, I obviously wasn't expecting him to talk either in any sensible <laughs> way. <laughs> Who is it? Seamus Evans. Does he know that I'm here? He may not know that at then the moment. Maybe that's why he said yes. Yeah, correct. I, that's why. You've exposed me. You've you've outed me. It's probably a good way to go into things is to not lead with the fact that I'm here and if they're unaware of me being producer Mel. And it's funny that you're doing the producing part of it. Correct. And you're just sitting there chiming in. Yeah. Um, Chimer Mel doesn't really have the same ring to it. No. Seamus, um, he might up the ante a little bit with the energy level and bounce back at me. Possibly. It's going to be hard for anyone to match your energy, but if anyone can do it, it's probably him. Now I'm nervous. I don't know whether I can push back. He, well, he's high energy, dude. The, the interview's happening, so I'm afraid. You're just going to have to take <laughs> You're in that. it. You're in it. <laughs> yeah. The best way to make yourself um, better and more comfortable is to push through the uncomfortable, so I'm ready for it. Right. Well, that's good to know. You know what else I'm ready for? What? For you to just have another coffee. <laughs> Buy me a coffee at punchingsideways.com. Yes, go to punchingsideways.com, press play on something, and also you can click on there to buy Mel a coffee. Yeah, because uh, the takeaway coffees at Pie Face or the stuff I'm getting at the moment, it's just not adequate. So I'd really like a nice coffee, please. And not to put too fine a point on all the COVID stuff, but it's really only about the coffee now because you have to take it away. <laughs> it's not about the atmosphere or the people or the guy no. serving it to you or the people you might bump into. No. It's purely does this coffee taste good. Exactly. That's all I need is caffeine. I've had a few bad ones. So I need you guys to support me to support Mel by <laughs> buymeacoffee.com slash Joshua C. Listen, no F word in there. <laughs> yes, I was. And this is Seamus Evans coming to us from far north Queensland via the telephone. Um, what's going on, guys? Josh goes, I'm not going to tell him that you're on and he's going to immediately recognise your horrible voice straight away. <laughs> I did. I did yeah. pick up on it. How's it all going in isolation up there? Um, you know, uh, every now and then you get quite bored and I went a little bit stir-crazy last week, like really bouncing up against the walls and I was really pissing off my housemates because uh, I was super hyperactive. But where I am situated, I've got a pool. It's always hot up here and a really nice view. So I've been actually really lucky. Yeah, well, what I wanted to ask, because I'm someone that would probably be self-described as batshit crazy <laughs> and probably mm. everyone else would describe that as well and very much recalcitrant and not liking rules. 
how are you coping with being told that you have to be confined and not out just doing your own thing? Because I'm struggling big time. I know. And it's really hard because I'm actually a really social person. So I have a lot of people come over. I go over to a lot of people's houses. However, it's like, you know, if they say don't push the big red button, you're like, oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> but you know what's going to happen if you do push the big red button and that is potentially contracting a, uh, a, a scary virus. So I have been, I don't, I don't like being told what to do and I do like breaking the rules. However, I know the consequences. And you know what's funny? Every time I, I go outside for a reason I shouldn't, right? <laughs> well, whatever it is, whether it's, it's for, for a non-essential thing, I always have an excuse ready if I get pulled over by the police. I'm always thinking, wait a second, uh, I'm, okay, I'm going to the chemist or oh, oh, I'm going to the shops or, you know, I have an excuse ready to go just in case to avoid that $1,300 fine. This is exactly like me because someone said to me the other day, why are you watching the news? I was like, oh, I'm not really keeping across everything. All I want to know is when I'm theoretically breaking the law and what I need to know so that I can get out of it if, if I'm doing yes. that. I just need a backstory so that I can know which boundaries to push and which I definitely need to follow. So I'm with yeah. you. And I guess, you know, modern-day uh, booty calls, they, uh, they've changed. You know, COVID-19 has destroyed the booty call industry. <laughs> <laughs> well, porn, what do you reckon about porn? Now's the time to be getting into porn, I reckon. That would be the... I personally, I don't like it. I don't like porn. It's like show, It's like a cooking show, constantly showing all these amazing meals that you can't eat or cook yourself. Yeah. So I personally don't like porn. It's, Little overshare for me right yeah, now. More like a Facebook cooking show where everything's super zoomed in. I want to tell you something that I came across yeah. the other day <laughs> accidentally is I was typing in, well, they changed it to stay at home hub at one point, but I typed in, I typed in porn hub, but I accidentally typed in pork hub and you can see a live stream of pork. <laughs> the like that's a thing. I'm dead set serious. You want to look it up, Seamus, because it's the funniest thing. It's like Wait this live stream of pork, like pigs and stuff. Is it being cooked? No, it's just pigs. It's like a live stream of a pig pen. Just, ha- just hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure that's not another category on Pornhub? Well, no, not that I know of. Bestiality fetishes? Yeah. <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny. It's the non-touching, non-contact version of bestiality. You just sit there and watch. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. It was an accident, okay? One of those unlikely accidents that I come across. So this is why Mel's on the show now, Seamus, that... I think last time after we finished recording, I think we were talking about the future of humanity and the future of artificial intelligence. That's me. Yes. (laughs) I'm the future. Today we're talking about, what's it called, Pork Hub? Pork Hub. It's a thing. Pork Hub. Yeah. There's a guy I know that had a website and his name's Dan Benjamin, big internet broadcaster type guy, and he created a website called The Bacon Method. Really? So he could trial and it was all about how you can wrap things in bacon and how bacon improves all food. Well, there you go. See, I'm not So you're just off. watching the precursor <laughs> exactly. to, to the bacon method. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's, there's probably a link to that website I would from say, Pork Hub, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say that Google's giving one of those sites extra authority. Oh, Maybe. Bacon method. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's shut down the whole dating scene right now, although I've heard that Canberra, they're – they're going out of control up there. I've got inside what knowledge. Do you mean? Well, they're like spreading 
corona as if it's chlamydia up there. They're just jumping on Tinder and just jumping around all over the place. Is that because the majority of the population is under 22 and they're all uni students? Maybe. I don't know. No, these are, okay. these are, these are people who don't care about protecting Australia. Everyone's probably had enough of the actual idea of corona. Yeah. But you said the word recalcitrant before. Yeah. Have you noticed just how many people you come across that basically you see in that moment that they have no idea about what's happening? And they still don't know until you describe to them, oh, it's a real thing. Yeah. They're not willfully disobedient. They're just completely uneducated. Yeah, because I thought that they were just like mostly older people I'm coming across. I thought they were just being recalcitrants. Like, I don't want to follow. That's a rule. That's not real. I'm not doing that. But they actually don't know. (laughs) Like, How could you not know? Honestly, what I've observed of my own behaviour, because I was so across, all of the statistics with coronavirus, how fast it was spreading, the kill count, everything, to the point where I was doing it was doing my head in. So yeah. I literally, for the last three weeks, I put my head in the sand and I have ignored all the updates yeah. because it's too much of an overload. So there would be some updates and some statistics I'm just so unaware of at the moment because I'm like, I can't do this anymore. It's been happening since bloody Christmas. I don't think you need to know statistics. Like, I'm a bit like that. I don't need too much information because there's nothing I can do about it except from in my own personal space and following some sort of educated rule system. But I can't change what's going on for the collective. I can only do my own little part. So me trying to stress about everyone else is not not effective for my brain either. To me, it's similar though. This is the analogy I would think of. Just say you drive at or around the speed limit. Some people drive a tiny little bit over. Most people... Probably, if they're doing the right thing, be at the speed limit and some people below. <laughs> I'm coming across people that are <laughs> essentially deciding, no, it doesn't matter which side of the road you drive on. I'm driving on this side. I don't care. And they're just driving basically directly yeah. into traffic. Yeah, right. Like it's, most people have a version of the rules they follow, like yours might be more strict than mine. Yeah. Mel and Seamus's might be even more strict or less than both, but there's some people that are basically on a different rule book. Well, they don't know the rules, yeah. I think, is or any of the yeah. information about why or there they, are rules. Or they just purposely disobey them because they don't care. But that's making an active choice just to decide that something's not real when, I, I don't know, I've just been bothering yeah. I guess because I'm actually still at work, I won't say what I'm doing, but I'm out every day and still coming across certain people that y- you can see in that moment. No idea what's going on. Don't care. Not real. I'm going to stand two feet away from you so you can see. I, I see my own reflection in their eyeballs. Yeah. I have found that every time I walk past someone I don't know, I literally, I turn my head away, hold my breath and like kind of really keep my distance from them. Like in this is in the shops, I walk past someone and I hold my breath and walk away. Everyone's freaking me out. I think everybody's got bloody cooties. Yeah, I see. This goes against all my natural tendencies, this social distancing thing. I I'm struggling big time. I feel rude when I step aside from people. I'm still doing it, yeah. but it just it's so not ingrained in my natural behaviour to be doing it that every time I do it, I feel almost like I've got to explain. Sorry, this isn't this isn't what I'd usually do. I, I'm not I'm not worried about the way you're dressing or anything like that. It's just you know we're being told that you could be potentially dangerous and kill me or whatever like that. But yeah, I, I'm struggling hard with just the yeah. lack of usual, I don't know, touching of, or just shaking someone's hand. 
when you're introduced to them. Like I'm struggling hard with that sort of stuff. So holding your breath. Yeah, you tend to feel, you do tend to feel rude when you meet someone new and you stand two metres away from them and wave, hey, mate, nice to meet you. Because yeah. typically, you know, you go right in for, for a big handshake or something. But honestly, I'm unapologetically uh, trying to be safe and avoid all, all kinds of contact with these people. And it gets uncomfortable when, you know, someone you, you're quite friendly with, with and they don't have the same rules. And so they're like, yeah, mate, how you going? I go up for a high five or a big, you know, bro half handshake hug thing. And I'm like, no, bro, like, get away from me. And they're like, oh, come on, man, I don't have it. It gets uncomfortable, you know? You don't know, though, if you don't have it or not. That's the thing. That's exactly right. It's it's an issue. When I first heard about, I didn't realise how serious this whole thing was going to be, and we might talk about some of the implications on what I was planning on doing for the next six months and I can't now do, but before we get to talk to talking about that sort of stuff, the the idea of social distancing and not having to speak to anybody unless I was truly forced to, that almost sounded like a dream situation to me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm actually upset. I'm still furious that no one in no one in big media asked me to come on as an expert on social distancing. <laughs> I've been working working on this shit, mastering social distancing for fifteen years. And nothing. I get nothing out of that. But then when I realised it was serious, I'm like, ah, not everyone is okay with keeping their distance because it's in their personality to greet people in a certain way, interact, yeah, and then have to over-apologise when they're shown. Like, do you, Mel, just getting back to what you were saying, does it feel like you're acting out of character and you need to apologise for it? I just feel rude. Like yeah, I'm, it's it's totally yeah. out of character for me to be sidestepping people. I'm the person that will go and sit next to a, a Darrow on the bench because I reckon they might have a funny story that's to how tell. We met. That's how we met. It was you come a while when sat next yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah that's it, true. it wasn't the other way Fuck, around. There's a Darrow sitting next yeah. to me. <laughs> and I would probably say that no one's come to you as an expert because you didn't talk to anyone, so no one knew that you were a bloody expert. Yeah, that's, that's called a <laughs> hole in my plan, Mel. Don't, don't point that out. <laughs> First place. This, is, this whole experience has changed the way I view my home and people's homes and living arrangements. Like, did you see recently Sam Smith? He uh, uploaded a video how he was struggling being in $25 million mansion <sighs> alone. I was like, bro, yeah. if, you've got a 20, if you've got a multi-million dollar mansion – and you can't be in it for a long period of time, so you've got to fire your designer. Like, come on. You know, a lot of people yeah. have, you know, are living in the slums and a lot of people are living in great houses. And if you're getting upset or, or feeling like you're in prison in a giant, amazing house, I think there are some values that need to uh, be changed. Yeah, exactly. I think um, Ricky Gervais sort of threw him under the bus a little bit too, mm. didn't he? Said. Mm. Pull your, pull your head in, mate. Well, over in India, there's social distancing in trees. Well, They're sectioning off trees because they don't have the amount of space. Like, they just don't have space. So yes. for someone to be like, first of all, I'd be dead falling out of a tree first instead of corona because there's no way I'd have the attention to sit still up no. there that long. But that just goes to show, like, get some perspective on what's going on, yeah. really. Do you think, though, that this is a situation where judging people for things like not realising how good they have it, is it a situation where it's actually gone beyond that? I don't know this Sam Smith guy. I don't even know who that is, but I'm assuming he's a famous person. 
or a ri- or a rich person, one or the other. Does is it's it po- no big deal at all? <laughs> is it possible that he built the perfect house for not being there very much? Could be. Because Could I'm be assuming, but and maybe the idea of being alone in a gigantic house is even more frightening than being alone in a flat. Yeah, I think you know he's probably got a house that's built for parties and built for being social and having that kind of um, that level of uh, you know being a, a socialite, something like that. And if it's it, there's nothing more lonely than being in a big house that's designed to party on your own. Probably not built for self isolation, you know. There's nothing more lonely than being in your own head, is what I would say. I'd say that's what's happening to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Josh, have you noticed in yourself, because you like to social distance, because you kind of, you know, if you don't have to hang out with someone, you won't, and you're typically a bit of a recluse. Now, because of these laws have kind of been put in place and there are restrictions, do you find that you want to get out of the house more because you can't? I've always been a get-out-of-the-house person. Mm-hmm. But it's usually going for a walk by myself. Mm. And I, one thing I will say is, I guess because I don't thrive off human contact, the human contact I do have, I I try to get a lot out of that and mine that for everything it's worth. And at the moment, I can't do that. Mm. So I don't think I'm any, I honestly don't think I'm any better off the fact that I'm used to being alone most of the time because I'm not getting any contact. Normally when I would go out, if it was interacting with the guy at the shop or I'd stop and talk to someone on one of my walks that I see every day for five minutes, like that's just not happening. So those little bits of contact I was getting, they not they don't exist now. So I'm not sure there's any good way to approach the world that, you know, that helps us with all this shit that's happening. See, I'm still trying to talk at people. If I can see anyone in the street, I'm like, morning. Yeah, but if you stop. And they turn their back on me like you probably, Seamus, <laughs> holding oh, your yeah. breath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, super suspicious. If you stopped talking at people, I'd send you straight to the hospital because I'd think you had COVID and you were sick. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. She, she's acting out of character. What's going on here? Getting to the reason why I asked yeah. Seamus to be on today, <laughs> yeah. other than to talk some garbage, yeah. is obviously you've been doing stand-up for a while yeah. now. I started doing that last year and it was I think you might have been the first person to challenge me actually to have a go at it when we're probably doing a podcast at some point. And this isn't a question about comedy or stand up as much as it's what's it feel like for you that you've now put X number of years into doing something you're up to? I think last time we spoke you said two or three gigs or open mics a week mm-hmm. to then just have that a massive wall put in between you and doing more of it. Like, it's not something you've been doing for 10 years. It's something you're trying to still master and you can't because you can't get out and do it. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because, yes, it's definitely a stop in momentum. However, I actually, I desperately needed a bit of a break. Towards the end of last year, I was so busy. I had a gig, you know, three times a week. And on top of that, there were probably work events and I was constantly busy to the point where every time I'd get up on stage, I wasn't, I hadn't worked properly on my material. My heart wasn't in the material and I was just deflated, constantly deflated every time I went up because I was just so run down. And now that it's put a pause on it, I it's actually been quite good because I have started writing more material and kind of digesting my old material and just having that little break. So the nerves, the hardest thing, one of the biggest setbacks as a comedian is getting enough confidence. So if you have the confidence to go, yeah, no worries. I'll get up on stage and I'll kill it. Like I did last time you bomb. 
There's no question. Every time you're confident and you're not worried about it, you stuff up. And that was happening to me because it was, I'd get up on stage and I'd just improv for the whole 10 minutes and I'd do well. And so the next time I'd try and do it again, but because I didn't have that fear to keep me going, I'd bomb. So not doing stand up for maybe, I think it's been two months now, has brought that fear back a little bit. So the idea of me getting up on stage in front of 30, 40, 50, 60 strangers or, or 100 strangers to try and make them laugh with new material now scares me quite a bit, which is good because you work a lot harder. So in a long answer, it's actually been a really good and necessary break that I think I personally needed. And I'm talking to a couple other comics and they felt they needed it too. It's pretty interesting to hear that, and I have to admit that's not probably what I expected to hear. No, it's so, it's funny to watch your face. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just digesting that. But it makes, I mean, in the context of just thinking about what time of the year it was, it probably makes sense because of work obligations and the time of year. And I don't think stand up something you can do well if your heart's not 100% in it when you're on the stage. So that makes complete yeah. sense. Yeah. For me, yeah. I was still just building up. I was just building up the tools to deal with things like nerves and feeling the stress of being on stage and knowing how to navigate a few of the little things of walking up there in front of people. Mm. So I was probably, I was probably, a, you know, I was at the, the start line if, and you you were at the 50 metre line and I hadn't even gotten going yet and it's been stopped. Yeah. So I, when, don't think I, I, didn't, I didn't need a break from it because I hadn't even gotten going. Yeah, no, that, that's a really interesting point. And when, when you do start out, the one thing you need is stage time. You need to get up on that stage as often as possible in the worst gigs as possible, doesn't matter where it is. So, yeah, that's going to be a real hindrance to your, um, your momentum. However, in this particular time, the best thing to do is just to continue writing so when you do get up there, you've just got mountains of material. But how regular are the gigs or were the gigs in Aubrey? Is it still once a month, twice a month maybe? Uh, there was an open mic last year that was every week. Then that Ooh. went back to once or twice a month. Mm-hmm. And the professional guys from Wagga have actually started bringing their show here. So they're getting good Melbourne quality headliners once a month. Right. But my plan was actually to start. I was over my last job anyway, but I changed jobs and that worked out to have a certain couple of days off each week to be able to travel to Melbourne every every week or every second week to try and in the middle of the week to do as many open mics a week as I could. Good. And now I can't go anywhere. So no. I guess for me it felt like being, you know, having a brick thrown on my foot before I'd even gone anywhere. <laughs> so mm. Mel's hanging to say something. No, here, no, no. So. I was, I was just, no, no, no. I was just going to say that it's still what Seamus said applies to you because without fear, there's no point. Like you're not going to learn without the fear. So you've just got an undeveloped yeah. fear, probably a more so fear, but the same anxiety that goes behind the first time that you're behind a mic or anything like that. So like I remember dad used to say to me, why do you do it to yourself? Like you're about to be sick. And I'm like, I'm not going to get any better unless I just push myself past that. And if you don't, like you were saying, Seamus, if there's no fear there or there's no anxiety, then you you don't give a shit basically. Mm. So you're not going to perform mm. because you've just disengaged completely from what you're doing. Yeah. So it's important, I think. <laughs> Yes, you're disenfranchised by what's going on, but the fact that there's still that level of frustration there means that you can push past that still, even yeah. though you've got that big 
brick on your foot or whatever you reckon it is. It yeah. is. It's a large brick. You've got a big foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But are you still riding, Josh? Yeah, I mean, I'm doing more than what I have. But it's it's not so much about the – I guess I'm trying to keep it a little bit at a higher level just for generally anything that you're trying to build that requires being in contact with humans to really know because I write a lot of jokes and I haven't had a chance to try them all, which is annoying. Yeah. So I don't even know what's good and what's not because I've got way more jokes than I've had the chance to have stage time. But I also have thought that I've had some real winners and then mm-hmm. doing them in front of actual humans has told me, no, no, that's no good or that needs to be reworked or worked a lot more. So as much as I'm writing a lot, it's not a medium that exists in and of itself. It has to touch a human being in in, yeah. in like in the live environment to be to be stand up. That's what I mean. Like to be that, it has to happen there. I've got too many uh, too many hobbies I'm too invested in to go and get video gear and crazy stuff and start doing it online. Mel would probably want that to happen. She wants to be on camera. I can tell just by oh, looking yeah. at her. Yeah, <laughs> by the way, I've well put together my wardrobe yeah. today for this occasion. Yeah, and I'm not doing sketchy kind of physical stuff. Yeah. No, I'm not yet. So yeah. it doesn't translate well to, oh, I can't, I'll probably, I could just do this on Facebook. And, I mean, there's certain comedic styles, I think, that really lend itself to just transitioning straight to online. I mean, Seamus, you're doing some funny just, what are they, jump cut sort of videos mm-hmm. that kind of suit your, you've obviously got that in your tool set to do like the little sketchy kind of things. Is that something you're diving more into because you're forced to have to be at home at the moment? Yeah, I do. I've always enjoyed making, you know, funny, stupid little videos and I should be doing more of them. But I just, honestly, since moving up to Final Queensland and I was doing, you know, like I was saying, two to three gigs a week, I, every time I was at home, I was just sleeping and going out in the afternoon. So I just had no time. So now that I've finally got some time to sit at home and get creative again, I've been coming up with a whole heap of different ideas. And it's interesting what I've been noticing you know, even if you look at your TikToks and your Instagram videos and the majority of videos that a lot of, you know, up and coming comedians do, like Sushi Mango and all these people, is the quality of the <laughs> yeah, funny. The quality of the videos is so basic. It's all just the content. It's all just the sketch, the delivery and, and it's actually just the content that they make rather than, you know, the fancy editing with the music and the graphics. Like it's almost like that error is gone. If you, especially if you look at some of the TikTok videos, it's almost one shot. It's all just ideas and content, which is actually, I think, really good because uh, it's like they've gotten rid of the stupid accessories that aren't necessary and they're just focusing on what's funny. I, I have to admit that my knowledge of TikTok is pretty much non-existent. I don't know why. I made some silly, arbitrary decision that TikTok's not for you, Josh. You're a Twitter and Instagram guy. I don't know that TikTok is for you, actually, Josh. You probably made a good decision there. I can't <laughs> really see you on TikTok. No, Although you could prove me wrong. Yeah, I'm not – like I'm talking about just even just being there and just seeing what's going on. I think it's quite funny. I, I sort of want to get around it, but I also know that I have this obsessive nature that I think I'd get fully invested and then lose all focus of everything else that's going on. I don't know whether Seamus has experienced this. He might be able to tell us. Apparently, TikTok is hyper-addictive. That's what a few of my mates have said. I'm slowly, very slowly being drawn into it. I haven't uploaded. I've only uploaded two, I think. It's when they're funny, 
I think they're hilarious. But some of them when just yeah. make doing a movie quote. I'm like, that's not talent. You're just mimicking someone else's job. What? But it's when they actually come up with their own thing. It's like, actually, that's pretty cool. But some of the challenges I'm seeing online really irritate me. I saw one before. I think uh, it was like me at 20 challenge. And I'm like, who cares what you look like at 20? Like, well, how is this a challenge online? Or, and I saw another one. So it was like the 10 push-up challenge. All these dumb challenges. I'm like, this isn't a challenge. This is annoying. What sort of reckless things have you done now in isolation that you're like, oh, Corona might not get me, but the way my brain goes So we can turn that into in. a TikTok challenge. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm more likely to do myself in with just random stuff I'm doing to keep myself entertained. Oh, you, you definitely. I've never seen anyone stand up and look as though they might hurt themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's natural. But are you doing anything sort of just trying to push that impulse on the edge a little bit at home or it, are you just – It's funny put- you say that because literally early this morning I came up with a video idea. For 12 months I've been living in this house and, you know, I've got a pool and it's a one-story. And I've always wanted to jump off the roof into the pool. Yes. And I was like, oh, maybe I should make a video. Because I, have, I haven't really properly uh, had a search around the perimeter of the house to see where I can climb onto the roof. And I'm like, maybe I should make a video climbing onto the roof and jumping into the pool. Yes. So a little bit, I am pushing these, you know, these boundaries. And, and, and definitely, uh, I'm not drinking at the moment. But I'm telling you, I've had two weeks off where I can't leave the house on holidays. I would have been drunk every day if I was drinking. Absolutely. <laughs> well, wow. I'm I'm glad I don't drink as well because I'd be just completely just an in no function person right now, yeah. or high function in different areas that I shouldn't be going down. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm right on board with you jumping off your roof. Have you evaluated <sighs> how safe? Because obviously, no one needs you getting hurt, mate, and putting more pressure on the medical <laughs> establishment. <laughs> The local, the local hospital's dealing with enough, I would assume. Different, different area. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true. The likelihood of you getting pneumonia from jumping in the pool, or well, that no. is going to be limited. I don't think it's not a in, risk. Yeah, not in far, far north Queensland. Well, It'll still be 30 degrees there, I would assume. So. It's hot. I'm sweating at the moment. I'm actually, okay, this is, oh, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, I have just discovered the place where I can climb onto the roof. Um, so I've just walked around. And there's a bit of a um, uh, there's a bit of concrete fence here, so hopefully you might be able to hear this. Hang on a second. Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. Wait a sec. Wait a sec. Hang on. I've got to concentrate a bit here. Oh, I am almost, almost on the roof. Hang on. Okay. And I love the fact that you're just <laughs> doing this as well because this is exactly what I'm like, oh, yeah, I can walk up here. And it's getting down that I'd I'd go all the way up and then go, oh, shit, now I don't know how to get down. Getting up's easy. Now you need to just – should you jump off? Is your phone waterproof? It is. Oh, well, it's a new iPhone. Are they, are they waterproof? Oh, I don't know. They're very expensive. Jo- <laughs> I Josh, was. Josh is looking at me going, don't encourage him. We can't have this on air of yeah. the death of Seamus. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, – It would be have like that. an exclusive though. Yeah, I guess. An exclusive of, of how well, long – Well, I can tell you right now. Was he I'm pushed or did he I'm, jump? I'm standing on my roof. Hang on. 
Josh, I will send you a photo right now. Yes. Of you just stand by. Oh, I catch my breath. Here we go. <laughs> Coming through by Instagram. Right. I'll send a video. Ready? All right. Here I am. Ooh. Actually, it's a little bit hard when you're taking your focus away from your balance. Oh, there yeah. you go. All right. Here we go. Send. Now, you're right. I don't know how I'm going to get down. Yeah, see, that's what I do. I just see, like, the end where I need to go and I'm just, like, in a tunnel vision of where I need to get and then I'm like, fuck, how do I get out of this? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Juice, your hair's got long. Are you also one of these people that's in desperate need of a haircut? Because I'm shockingly in need of a haircut. Do you know what? Josh told me that I'm the only person he knows his hair's got better (laughs) in isolation. For some reason, she she took that as a compliment. (laughs) Well, it didn't have far to go to improve. Like, it was pretty ratty to start with. Well, you washed it. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. I washed it. That was cool. Um, I didn't really see the pool there, but I think that. um, It's a little bit further down. The pool's down. Does it look doable? The jump, yeah. I'm just army. I'm just baby crawling down the yeah, side because I'm going down the roof at the oh, moment. Oh yeah. So I just don't want to slide. All right. I am looking. I'm down here at the deep end. I'm <laughs> trying to work out if I can jump and keep the phone above my head. You realise what that's going to do, though. Just think about an Olympic diver when they stick their hand up in the air. It's going to turn you into an arrow and you're going to smash straight into the floor of the pool. Pin drop. Pin, <laughs> pin drop. Well, it's better than a belly whacker. But it's a really expensive phone, so maybe it's worth it. No, it needs. it's all about the content, Josh. You don't worry about like the price of the phone or anything. It's can you get the vision? Is I was about to you... make an inappropriate radio comment then. So, so this is podcasting. We care about people. <laughs> no one's dying on the podcast. <laughs> What a way to launch. It would be a really fantastic way to promote the episode. You know you know what I think I can do? If we just stay on my um, my housemate to come outside and I'll pass him the phone and he'll have it on speaker. This okay. is going to happen. Right. On. Look out. Right, here we go. This hey, is bro. Come into the pool area. I need your help. <laughs> All right. This is way yeah, different this, from this my. Is this is going to be it's way different from you. What? Oh no! I've just been practicing headstands and doing different weird shit, and I just get caught up in the moment of like, oh, this would be a great idea, and I've filmed myself a few times, and one I just fully just flipped over, went through the wall, and I just kicked both doors open. Luckily, I was in my bedroom, and it looks. I don't know how I get out of these things, but. Because I'm not overthinking them at the time, I just work on impulse. I think that's how I don't hurt myself when I I have big accidents is because it just happens in the moment. And seriously. You're not tensed up and. No, not tensed up. I'm very, I've been told numerous times I'm very good at falling. I do it often and I'm very good at falling. (laughs) I guess that's a skill set. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. You don't think enough, Mel, to hurt yourself. Yeah. 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 Nice backhanded compliment. Is he coming? We do have. My housemate here. What's your housemate? He has name? arrived, Vince. Hey, Vince. Vince. <laughs> Hi, Vince. Vince, everyone's saying hello to you. We're doing a podcast at the moment. <laughs> now, Vince, you have a job, which is obvious because you're on a roof. The phone. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is I'm just totally in shock right now, and I'm I love like, it. I'm liking it because, <laughs> and I want you to put it on speaker, and I'm going to jump off the roof into the pool. I'm just going to pass you my headphones. Ready? Don't drop these in the pool. 
You got one job, Vince, which on, has Vince. a few different elements involved. So don't let us Most down. Most importantly, don't cut the call off. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't lose the vision or the audio. Woohoo! Isolation! First time in 12 months I've been wanting to do that. Did it for the first time, jump off the roof, into the pool, and it feels amazing. Verbally bullied to the edge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, oh. It was all over pretty quickly. Is that usual for you? <laughs> wow. Yeah, for so 20 <laughs> seconds, I'm a god. You just jumped <laughs> off a roof and you're getting sledged. <laughs> To be fair, all I can see is nothing and I just heard a splash. So you could have just um, made a splash so on air. Vince needs to in- inbox Instagram Seamus and Seamus yeah. needs to Instagram yeah. me. For, I mean, I don't know where we go from there. That's well. pretty much top the episode <laughs> off. So. Well, Vince just, has the vision, so you'll be receiving that. Thank you. That sounds <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Well, thank you for bringing a, I guess you would call that a third or fourth dimension to the podcast, that one. Yeah. <laughs> because wet, wet is a dimension, isn't it? Or is that part of 3D? <laughs> That's another area. I don't know. Wet, wet's another oh, no. area. Mel's been so bored. And she, we haven't been speaking about Pornhub for that long, so yeah. Yeah. she's getting a little worked up. Yep, yeah, that's correct. exactly right. And then you just finished real quickly with your little jump in, in the water. I'm disappointed again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he didn't do a handstand and fall off the edge. That's what you wanted, a yeah. headstand. Yeah, pretty much. You've done well. I'm assuming I will give you the benefit of the doubt because I can still hear your voice. Yeah, she, you still sound safe. You're still sledging. What do you think? You just got Vince to pass him up a, I don't know what a he's pot pay- plant and he, he threw that in the pool. He may have paid Vince a little bit of money Maybe on the Vince sign. is the one in the water. Maybe Vince is the one in the water. Oh, sorry, Vince. <laughs> Nah. You got used, mate. Nah, I'm actually super impressed that you're that easily pushed to do something extreme. I think he's been wanting to do something yeah, I know. a little bit yeah, safe done. slash extreme. I just need someone to, to push my boundaries like that at the moment, which yeah. is Josh is just like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. So, yeah, you're not jumping off anything. You're going to be flat out jumping off that couch. So. It's pretty high up, this couch, Seamus. It's least. And you've seen I'm not real tall, so it's a big leap for me. I might do it after Yeah, I after won't be getting finish. that on video, sorry. <laughs> Probably should wind it up, but I just, I just wanted to say, well, firstly, a massive thanks for being on the show again. I know it was pretty last minute. I think I reached out about three hours ago. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, all good. Loved it. It was good. You guys helped me uh, achieve my 12-month goal. Wow, we were part of something special there. Yeah, is this the first time you've been part of something special, Josh? Well, something special involving you at the same time, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Three of us involved, that's great. Like it. Thank you. One of us is already wet, that's a concern. (laughs) Right, we're going down a very dirty track there. Okay, thanks, bro. Take it easy. Uh, Don't don't jump off anything else for the next 24 hours, all right? (laughs) Right. Catch you, bro. See you, mate. Bye. Hey, thanks so much, guys. I did it. You did. I didn't think you could do it. No, actually, we didn't talk about you doing it, so I didn't have, actually have any thought about whether you, well, you could do it. I just worried whether I could push him to another level. He seems incorrigible. 
he's very encourageable, which I'm all about, to be honest. I like leading people up the garden path a little bit. Like if their head's there a little bit, I'm like a wolf sort of just nipping at sidelines and just pushing the sheep. How big is this garden? A wolf take is not exactly... (laughs) A wolf's not a chihuahua. No, it's not. It's, bit of, it's like, you know, you've got sheep that they all just follow a mob and I'm just like a wolf uh, on the sidelines and want to just bite the edges of the sheep so and try and push them over the cliff. you're a roof-jumping kind of phantom. That was sort of amazing. That was sort of the best thing you've ever done. Yep, and I'm happy. I'm happily patting myself on the back right now. two to three cool things in your life. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually don't know how I feel about you saying that's probably the best thing I've done in my life. Um, but it was a pretty cool thing to do on air and to instigate and push push up there. Yeah. So for those it of you just makes me wonder, what have you talked me into that <sighs> I don't know about? You don't even know. I have the ability of talking people into things and they don't realise until after they've done it. Well, can you talk some people into buying you a coffee? That'd buy, be nice. me a, buy me a coffee, please. If you guys were listening, buy me a coffee at punchingsideways.com. I do feel like encouraging someone to jump off a roof into a pool is at least worth a scoop of coffee. Not even a hot like if you $3 can't afford exactly three dollars of coffee, that's worth that. It's definitely worth it. I was actually going to start sending you money on PayPal as yeah. as it was happening <laughs> in the form of coffees. Well, that, that's how good it was. Well, I'm pretty I'm pretty impressed with that, and it also probably. To get to that point, I think I had to do a little bit of oversharing to make him comfortable. With yeah, I me. think oversharing is probably <laughs> under sharing. <laughs> under sharing. <laughs> There's ways to get your own way, and sometimes you've got to expose some little chinks of yourself so people yeah. think that you're. Probably. You've been reading parts of 48 Laws of Power straight off Pork Hub, haven't you? <laughs> Oh, Pork Hub, get around it. Yeah. If you haven't streamed from Pork Hub yet, as well, after. Buymeacoffee.com. Well, that's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> I can't, like, I've got to get off this to go do that. Yeah. Don't. Okay. <laughs> Don't. com. Buymeacoffee.com slash Joshua C. Liston. Producer Mel. And thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks to Seamus and everyone listening. Once again, the easiest way to share the show is just go to the website and press play on something. You can do that on any device and mm-hmm. you don't need any technical ability. I so can even do it. Mel can even do it. Easy. She can do it while jumping off her own roof into her own pool doing a backflip. Yeah, if I had a pool. Maybe just... if once we get enough coffees, I can put it towards a pool. A coffee pool. <laughs> a coffee pool. Help us with a coffee pool, yeah. people. Yeah. Righto. Bye-bye. <laughs> this episode was edited by Dead Set Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.